I think what you just said is so important, that the more you are connected to your body, the more you are connected to source. You know, one of the things I teach is really how do people how to have that dialogue and, and this really tight relationship with their inner guide. And a lot of people say, well, I can't hear anything. I can't hear. And yeah, there's reasons why, because everything you're learning today, even cultivating presence is a skill set. So that's the good news, that these are skills that when practiced over time, they eventually start to become a working part of your ritual, routine, who you are, your mind. But to really know, to me, it was a game changer when it's like, if I'm disembodied, I'm more, I'm less likely to be connected to that voice and to my intuition. And that when I'm in my body, then I hear God clearly. Welcome home to Soul Shine Radio. I'm your hostess, Lindsay Martin Ellis, embodied intuitive, spiritual guide, author, and speaker. This is your sacred virtual sanctuary where myself and heart-centered guest experts will be sharing through a multidimensional lens our innate wisdom, practices, transmissions, and activations to support you in navigating the integration of your spiritual journey and human experience. I am here to help you bring the pleasure, presence, and play back into your soul's evolution. To surrender into the great mystery so that you can embody your magic and become a magnet for miracles. And of course, to remind you of the gift in breaking wide open because it's the cracks that allows your light to shine through. It's time to unleash and radiate your unique soul shine because the world craves your radiant light now more than ever. You ready? Let's do this, love. Hello, hello, beautiful soul fam. I feel like I'm going to keep this one short and sweet, but you know, sometimes I say that and I never really know what's going to come through. You know, I'm a woman of many words. Brevity is not my strong suit. (laughs) (laughs) hence why I have a podcast. So now I can at least like just share all the things (laughs) that come through at any given moment. There's still so many things I don't share, but you know, baby steps. But I am, I'm feeling a bit tired. Um, Last night, gosh, it's been like about three o'clock every day that I'm just donezo. I know we had daylight savings here in the US and I don't know. I'm just, and obviously with this eclipse season, you're either tired or wired and it's a North Node eclipse, by the way. So I'll get into astrology, I guess, in another day. But this is like what we're moving towards, which is our highest timeline for why we incarnated in this lifetime. So we've got the South Node, where we came from, the North Node, where we're going. And so people think that the full moon is really about release, but this is a big one in terms of like what we're stepping into. And um, I don't know, I'm just feeling a bit tired. I've been having these headaches and I've been having a lot of things with my jaw and I can even feel like almost like this scar tissue that keeps getting broken up. So last night around three o'clock, I started to get this tension headache and I mustered up the strength and cooked this bomb ass salmon dinner (laughs) for Chad and I. And then I'm like, you're on your own tonight. I'm going to do dishes in the morning and I'm taking a bath. And I think I was in the bath for a couple hours. And then nine o'clock rolled around and I was like, Chad, I'm going to bed. And he said, I'm exhausted too. And we went to bed at nine o'clock. And I think I woke up at 630. So 
Oh, in the middle of a hurricane, by the way, like storming. <laughs> we have another hurricane that hit. But it was, I think, a little baby cat one. So it wasn't too bad. But I slept very, very well. And I'm just kind of I'm feeling this like it feels like a time of rest for me still. I'm still moving forward, obviously, in things. And the podcast has been so healing for me because it helps me show up consistently every week, even when I don't want to. It's like at least I'm getting this important information and wisdom out there. I'm stretching. I'm using my voice. I don't know. It just feels it feels good. And it's this beautiful reciprocity because it's helping me stretch and you know, put myself out there more and share more, especially so much of this content that's like in the archives that, you know, it gets to be, it gets to be in a place that people can receive it. Um, But it's also, I'm getting amazing messages. I get texts and I just get really sweet love notes from people that are still listening. Sometimes I'm like, are people still listening to this thing? Am I just talking to the ethers? But I love when I get little ahas and um, like my friend Pat, if you're listening to this, I know you are because you listen every week, sends me the sweetest little notes of what opened up for him and how it supported him. And um, I just love it. I just love it warms my heart to know that there's things that are opening up for you as I'm sharing and sharing some of these amazing global humanitarians, leaders, experts, healers, guides, teachers, you know, these are some of the best of the best. And so what's what I'm excited to share is Brita Aragon is an amazing, amazing, amazing woman, leader, divine feminine goddess. She um, has an amazing transformational healing journey, was diagnosed with cancer. I mean, traveled the world. It's just amazing what this woman has been able to cultivate. I just, I love her. She's very inspiring. She's an amazing expander for me. And I had the privilege of, I think it was, it was just before I left for Egypt. So it was about March of this year of 2022. And she asked me to do some collaborative, you know, goodness with her. And I did. And this, the topic of our conversation was unleash your innate power through cultivating presence with Brita Aragon. And we had a beautiful conversation and she was asking me a lot of questions and we kind of went through, it was like my top three reasons why it's like, I was going to say, it's imperative to cultivate presence. We were really trying to ground it in and to be like, you got to do this. It's the only way or else you're going to continue to perpetuate the suffering. Um, So there was about three, my top three, and then we kind of wove in a couple of others. And it, it kind of, if now that I'm looking at the list, it kind of went in order. So first, the first one was, I'm not going to get into all of it because I get into it in the episode, but talking about creating sacred moments in a day, right? It's like, we think that we don't have time, but it's this is the very thing that actually opens up the spaciousness for you to have more time and for you to have more clarity. So talking about how when you feel overloaded or overwhelmed or when you're wearing many hats, how you can create the sacred practice of cultivating presence in your life. Then I talked a lot, the second one was a lot about the nervous system and being able to listen and and kind of the science, which you'll you'll hear me talk about a lot because I notice a lot of times people, it's like 
unless people have a solid foundation, they kind of are like, yeah, yeah, I know this thing. I know meditation. I know these things are important, but I'm too busy. So I get a lot into like, when your nervous system is hijacked, (laughs) you absolutely you can't have clarity, right? You can't you can't be of service. You can't feel good. You can't be the best mother or father or business owner or colleague or brother or sister or friend. You just can't because it's not even you. <laughs> when your nervous system is hijacked, it's not even truly you. It's it's the wounds that are speaking. So that's kind of the second one is, you know, you know, the importance of cultivating presence because if not, your nervous system is hijacked and it's actually not you. It's not the truth of who you are. The third one, we talk a lot about pleasure, feeling good, feeling good in our bodies, right? And how that leads into once we like once all of those are kind of there, that allows us to kind of be of service, right? That allows us to have this bird's eye view perspective, right? Because again, when our nervous system is hijacked, it's all about me. Because what are we? We're in sa- we're in I want to be safe. Right? Like I need to I need to cultivate safety, so therefore it's only about me. So this is why we see during hurricanes, for example, you know, the people in the lines buying 52 <laughs> packages of toilet paper because fear creates oh my gosh, I need to hoard a mentality. Me 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 me. Right. So it's like all of these things are so important because then (laughs) we can be of service when our nervous system isn't hijacked, when we're feeling good, right? When we're creating this presence throughout the day, we can actually be able to focus out and not just be all about me. (laughs) Like you buy the 500,000 rolls of toilet paper to, you know, like give to people in need (laughs) during a storm, not hoard it all for yourself at home. And if you do this, I'm not judging you. <laughs> it's just making light of the situation, right? Because it's 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 a basic human biological response, right? When we are in fear, we immediately go, how can I create safety? How can I create safety? How can I create safety? And so the presence is what, it's this conscious tool that allows you to create safety so that when things come up in your environment, like, you know, two natural disasters, in my hometown, in like within a 30-day period, right, you you have the tools to, to, to center, right? Or when somebody says this thing that reminds you of this experience you had when you were five years old, right? It allows you to feel, to process, to move through it on your own so that you can then be able to respond, not react, right? That's what presence allows for us. And then, of course, that's like the world change in vibe, right? So, if you're like really wanting to be of service, but you can't, you can't, you're not in your body, you're afraid to be in your body, you're, it's, it's never going to work, right? It's never going to work. And we talk a lot in this episode also about this in, innate power and this power outside of us. And it's all connected, right? Because again, you'll hear me start to notice these or share these thematics like, this is where that external power is also fleeting. You'll never feel complete because it's something external that you think is going to make you feel more powerful, which you think is going to make you feel more successful or, you know, like feed the ego self when the innate power is where it's at because that's truth. That's authenticity. You don't need to control anything or anyone outside yourself. You just are, right? And so that is the difference. And anyways, 
I don't want to get into like all of the all of the juiciness because I don't want to give all the secrets away. But Brita's amazing. Ah, <sighs> she's just got she's just got this, has this that innate power that that grounding presence. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I want to talk about today. I'm already like ten minutes in. I think I just kind of want to leave it there. I um. I also want a presence, right? Like during a week that I'm feeling tired, you know, it's it's like, yeah, I still want to show up for this, but I kind of just want to give a brief little intro and let this, you know, beautiful, these beautiful transmissions with Brita and myself kind of kind of do the work. And I'm going to continue to rest as I'm recording this. It's my dad's birthday. I'm surprising him tonight with a little surprise evening and actually my anniversary with my hubby is this weekend is on Saturday the 12th and when this when this launches I will have been five years married which is pretty exciting and um yeah one thing I know to be true is that I am absolutely with my soulmate (laughs) just I'll get into that. Maybe I'll have Chad come on a podcast one day if I can get him to not be so shy. We're very much opposites, but it's very clear that we are absolutely helping each other evolve. And as we do this, like the love transcends just so much. And I totally, totally, totally get why so many marriages don't make it because the amount of transformation that both he and I have had in these five years, like if the other person can't hold that or the other person is like not coming with us, right? It's not saying we're on the same journey, but like if they're not committed to their evolution and expansion, if the other person, um, it's like projects their stuff onto the other person because they start to get like lose their confidence because the other person's thriving, right? It's like, I can see how, oh my gosh, even though at a soul level, I know Chad and I chose each other in this lifetime, I'm very different. I look different. (laughs) Um, My work is different. My values are continuing to evolve. My understanding of why I'm here while we are here is evolving. And what I like to do in my spare time is evolving and changing, right? So gosh, like the program of marriage is crazy, right? And I wouldn't have done it any other way. And I'm so grateful and I'm so blessed. And honestly, uh, I could tell you right now that most men would not be able to handle me (laughs) in terms of like what I require, truly. And what I require changes. And what, but not even from this place of like, oh, Chad, I need this from you. It's like the spaciousness that. I require now and how much inward time um, I like to spend with myself and how many trips I've been. I've done so much sacred travel without my husband and, you know, just that level of trust in me, the risks that I've taken leaving corporate, launching, you know, another business from the other business that I had, you know, when I left corporate, like so much risk. And my honey is so safe. He is so conservative in so many ways and so simple. And I know that's part of the reasons why I'm helping him is to take more risks. And he is just like, I've never met someone who is just so non-judgmental, truly. Like, 
he's not judgmental at all. He just is so accepting. And so like, yeah, I don't know. I don't care what people think. Like, I care more about what I share on social media <laughs> than he does in terms of family. Like, I'm always thinking, well, what are your, what is your family going to think? And he's like, I don't know. I don't care. You know, it's like, these are the things that I know he's teaching me about why does it matter? You know, he's just always been grounded into this, like, Lindsay, if you're doing what you love, I don't care. Like, if it's making you happy, I don't care. And oh my gosh, what a beautiful model. And, and you know, a lot of why I'm doing this podcast is to share my voice more and to be more seen. And I've just never felt any sort of, oh my gosh, my wife, what is going on? She's a weirdo. Whoa, she's totally taken a 180. Ooh, I don't know if I like that. Like I've never, I've never felt anything from him, but like, I don't need to understand it, but I love you. And that's all he needs. Like, he doesn't question it. He's like, I trust you. Of course, we've had our ups and downs, right? But like, I've needed that. I needed a partner who would be able to hold me in all of the transformation that I'm going through. And what's amazing is then I get to show him what's possible and and we just keep feeding off of each other. And it's so beautiful. So Yay. Happy five years to my honey. Crazy, 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 crazy town. I can't believe it. Five years. That just flew, flew, flew by. So I think that's pretty much it. You know, cultivating presence, the importance of it. Lots of tools, lots of reasons why. (laughs) And we do also talk about the, it's like flexing a muscle. It's a practice. And I think a lot of times people think that it's just easy and it just you know, like people either have it or they don't. And the reality is, is we're so programmed to not be in the present moment, to be in the next thing and to on to the next goal. And so in our trauma response around what happened in the past, that we don't even know how to breathe. We don't even know how to feel for the most part as a society, as a collective, right? And so this is like, Again, hats off to you to just start and to just try. That's exactly what I did. I fumbled my way through all of this stuff. And then it becomes the new autopilot. It becomes the new way of being. It be right, right? The circuitry is getting rewired and it takes time and it's uncomfortable. But, you know, if you're here on earth, <laughs> you're here to transform. You're here to fully express. You're here to evolve, Right. And so if you're expecting it to be any different, I'm sorry, but that's not why that's not why we came here. And so this is it. This is the rewiring piece of like, oh yeah, I don't want to feel this way. I don't believe in this thing anymore. I don't want to keep doing this. This is how I want to feel. This is how I choose to show up. And it is very uncomfortable in the beginning when you're like rewiring the circuitry. I'll just be super transparent. But it's a heck of a lot better than like the perpetual suffering of like the stories and the chatter and the overwhelm and the anxiety and all of that stuff, you know, and that's my wish for the world is like we're not taught these things. And so that's why I'm here. That's why I'm showing up consistently and coming on here and using my voice and having fear and doing it anyway and being like, people even listening do people even care (laughs) you know having those those moments of internal chatter and being like yeah yeah because I fucking did this (laughs) like 
I did the work and I'm reaping the benefits and I want other people to have this too, right? That is that level of service that happens when you cultivate presence because I want to take everyone with me. You know, I don't want to just keep this for myself over here because it's working and I'm seeing how it's working in the lives of people that I love. So unleash your innate power through cultivating presence. I hope you enjoy the episode. And yeah, if you could just send me some love because I'm just feeling a little bit sleepy. Got some tension going on in my neck and jaw. Just been sleeping a lot, resting a lot. And I don't know, if you could send me some good vibes, I will do the same for you. Hope you're having a beautiful week. So my dear, let's let's start. I mean, where do I want to start with here? I think where I want to really, how did you first start doing this work? Because I think, you know, there's a story behind why we teach this somatic and this embodiment work. And I always love them because they're, they're very powerful. Tell me how you came to do this work. I've been asked this before and I always say out of the womb, <laughs> it started out of the womb. And I also, you know, I know that you can relate to this it's really about the more that I started to follow my intuition and the more that I started to come home to myself, it just kind of pulled me. Like it just kind of fell into my lap and I'll be super transparent. I don't have all of these like crazy certifications and, you know, like all of these, I have some certifications for human design, but for the somatic and the body work, it was through my own practice, my own practice of really recognizing the areas in my life that I was out of alignment, that I was feeling frustrated, that I was feeling not enough, that I wasn't in my worth, that I wasn't in my power and scarcity. And I started to just attune to what would make me feel better. Like there's so many modalities and mediums. And I think oftentimes we look outside of ourselves and this was really an opportunity for me to tune into what would work for me. How can I cultivate presence? How can I move through this emotionally charged pain body response so that I could move through it and so that I could be in this, you know, state of authenticity, being able to self-express, standing in my power. So it kind of was really just trying things on and just feeling like, how do I want to feel? And I love music since out of the womb. I'd love to dance. And I noticed that. I was really disconnected from my body, which meant I was disconnected from source, from God, from my intuitive nature. And the more that I was able to like, even just put my hands on body and breathe, the more I felt more safe. I had more trust. I had more faith and the decision-making became a lot easier. But I think what you just said is so important that the more you are connected to your body, the more you are connected to source. You know, one of the things I teach is really how do people how to have that dialogue and, and this really tight relationship with their inner guide. And a lot of people say, well, I can't hear anything. I can't hear. And yeah, there's reasons why, because everything you're learning today, even cultivating presence is a skill set. So that's the good news, that these are skills that when practiced over time, they eventually start to become a working part of your ritual, routine, who you are, your mind. But to really know, to me, it was a game changer when it's like, if I'm disembodied, I'm more, I'm less likely to be connected to that voice and to my intuition. And that when I'm in my body, then I hear God clearly when, or my higher self or spirit source, whatever. And I think one of the things that I want to ask you is 
you know, I tend to teach sort of people that have had a lot of success obtaining external power and then they have it all and they, they, they know how to play the game of life and they know how to win in that game of life, but they come and they have absolutely no internal power. So I want you to define that for me a little bit. What does it mean for you like this? What's the difference in, in how you view this of this external power, which eventually life will come and knock it down yeah. so that you can. So there's this external power and then there's internal power. Tell me your take on this. I love this question. I've never been asked this question before, but what's coming through in this moment, it's very clear, right? Because this is about our evolution and our evolution doesn't stop when we leave this body. Our evolution continues. Our, our, we have our eternal self and then we have our human self. To me, our human self is the one that likes to win, that thinks that the thing, the car, the house, the relationship, the looking outside of ourself is going to fulfill some void. So it's like when we're in that space and we're not connected to our eternal self, we think that once we reach this goal, right, we've all had it. We reach the promotion, we reach the income goal, we reach the thing. And when we're not in that eternal state, when we're not connected in that way, we feel void. We feel like, wait, I thought I was supposed to feel different. I don't understand. Why am I still feeling the same that I felt before? When we're really, and we were talking about this before we came on live here, right? It's like when we're deeply connected to ourselves and our truth and we're in integrity, walking with an open heart, you know, not having all of the answers, but trusting, like, I know I'm in alignment. I know I'm on my path. Then it starts to fit that, that fire inside that power. It feels different. And I always say it goes from knowing to like capital knowing, Capital K-N-O-W-I-N-G. It's a felt experience versus just a logical thought or belief system. Mm, I love it. And I, I just, I wanted to presence that concept because this is an activation here. We're here, we're getting activated. There's transmission. There's new things that are just like lights that are coming on, you know, because it's, because you heard something and it's truth. So your body's responding to it. But yeah, it's like we set out on this quest to go get fulfilled outside of us. And then that's when people are like, but wait, none of this gave me what I thought. I was actually looking for that internal power out there. And then we come home. And I think what you and I are sharing today, Lindsay, is the opportunity for people to build their lives from an internal power now. And in like, not from the past or the future or my head, but from this day-to-day downloading directions from connecting to my body, what, what does it need boundaries? That's too much. No, you know, like where I'm not no longer running at a pace that's out of the grace that's been given to me, which then knocks me out of my body because, you know, so Let's talk about all the ways and all the reasons why you believe, like if you had, this was your last few moments and, and, and you had to tell the world why it's so important, whether you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven reasons, why learning and investing in the skill of being present? Because that sounds like a nice concept, right? Oh, the power of presence. Sure but I have five kids and I have a business to run and I have this and that. Why are we, why is this so critical? 
Ooh, yeah, a lot just came through in that moment. But what what I, what came through as you were mentioning, I have five kids, right? Is the importance of sacred moments in a day, right? Ooh. So anything like to me, spirituality is authenticity. It is being in our integrity. There is no separation from when we're in circle or when we're at church or when we're at the synagogue or when we're in temple or right when we're in ceremony when we're meditating, when we're praying, then when we're with our kids, then when we're doing the dishes, some of my most powerful moments connecting, like I'm getting emotional, even thinking about it is when I'm doing the dishes because I'm creating presence. I'm not doing 50 million things, but I'm creating the space, right? I'm in the gratitude, right? I'm in the gratitude of the gift that I get to be alive of, you know, the chores that I have having the roof under my, over my head. And that's what I do when I put laundry away, I dance and I don't have any children yet. But for those of my clients that have children, it's like you sitting and being and doing art with your child is creating presence, right? And it's getting us out of our head and into our bodies. And this is where you can have some of the most amazing downloads on your next steps. So it's, it's really about the micro pause again, because there's really nowhere to get to. It's about the here and the now. And that presence, that ability to create sacred moments in a day, regardless of what's happening in your life and the chores and the jobs, right? All of us are wearing many hats. All of us are serving in many ways. We have family, we have loved ones. And so this really helps to simplify that if you feel like you don't have time you have an opportunity to create the clarity and to create the downloads and to receive the messages simply from bringing that into your day-to-day life. There is no separation at all. Yeah. Ooh, beautiful. And I, you said so many things too. That was was one. (laughs) Okay. So I'm going to give it back to you now. I'm not even going to comment. Go ahead. What's, what's the second reason? Again, it's your last speech about why it's so pivotal. What would you say? Yeah. So really when we're in, when we're operating from what's next, right? When we're in the fear of the unknown, we absolutely can't be in the present moment. And when we're worrying about the past, we absolutely can't be in the present moment. And when we're in those states, we're actually in our bodies. I know you can appreciate this in our bodies. When we are not in presence, we are not releasing oxytocin. We're in fight, flight, or freeze. We're releasing cortisol. We can't be releasing oxytocin and cortisol at the same time. We cannot feel safe in our bodies if we're running rampant in the future and reliving our past. So this absolutely creates dis-ease in the body when we're operating from not enoughness. What's next? What's next? Oh my gosh, I shouldn't have done this. I should have said this. What's this person going to say? What what am I going to do? And so there's two ways, right, that we are shown that we get to evolve and it's through dis-ease in the body, right? Our body telling us that something isn't aligned or through relationships. So I'll leave it there that that's the second piece that it's really, really important for our body temple to be in a place of safety and safety equals presence in the body. And not only that, it's like for those of us that have chronic conditions, health issues, and we're outside of us looking doctor to doctor, but I'm always in the future. I'm always regretting and lamenting the past. It's like the medicine here is not necessarily go take a pill. It's, it's again, learning and cultivating the skill. That's why I asked this question because I, 
And it's beautiful. And I, what I also found fascinating is that when I'm in fight or flight, I release cortisol or adrenaline and those hormones move me into separation right away. So I don't, I no longer feel like I'm one with my creator or with the world. That means that I'm now in like that, like the world's shortchanging me. I'm all alone. So victimhood comes in a lot easier all because I'm not in the present moment. Like that, that's like so ludicrous to me. Right. And this whole oxytocin that you, you say, which is the bonding, right. Chemical that allows you to really change newer pathways in the brain a lot easier, like fight or flight. It's like, I mean, I just wanted to repeat the importance because that's, that's huge what you just said. And also health wise, Maybe the problem isn't really the high blood pressure. I mean, it's manifested into that, but it's that I can't still let go of what my grandma did to me 15 years ago. And every time it comes up in a relationship, I go to blaming her. So it's like so beautiful, right? I don't know if you have something to add to that or you want to go to three. No, I mean, and this is like the higher practice, right? Well, I think I'll, I'll touch on that after three, but what's coming through that first, right? The first one was really around like, I don't have time or I'm overwhelmed. So it's like, great. This is part of being a human, right? This is how we create the space is we bring it into our day and recognize there is no separation. The second piece is we want, we want to feel good in our bodies, right? It's not even right. Of course we dis-ease is not some, you know, our body has multiple ways that we communicate, but ultimately, you know, we can't be of service. We can't be in that innate power. We can't be in like that authenticity. We can't be the best parent. We can be the best leader. We can be the best woman or man. We can be if we're not feeling good in our bodies in this body temple, and so the third one is really about feeling, feeling good. <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I believe that we came here, of course, to evolve and to feel good. This is the only dimension in this earth plane that we can like taste the food and like feel the fabrics on our skin and feel the breeze and have the sun shining on our face and really to, again, be in that felt experience. And when we're feeling good, things become easier, right? We don't have that emotionally charged response. We are able to become the observer, right? Feel the emotion, have the experience of the traumatic, you know, like when the grandma triggered us or something happened 15 years ago, and now it's coming up, we're able to feel it, right? And then we're able to become the observer. And then we can what? We can walk with an open heart. Then we can recognize that we all are whole. Mm-hmm. We all contain the shadow and the light and everything in between. So nobody's doing anything to us. We are co-creating everything in our life. And this is really where I feel it's like this pillar of light in the eye of a hurricane, no matter what is happening in our external world, whether it's on a micro scale or a macro scale, we can all relate to this right now. I get these questions all the time and I'm sure you do too. It's like, how do you do it? How do you show up? How do you, how do you feel so alive and you look so vibrant? And this is it because I'm, feeling. I'm not disowning parts of myself. I'm not in blame, right? I'm not in judgment. When I find the judgment, when I I meet the judgment with love, reparent, nurture, and then I choose a new vibration. I choose a new emotion. I choose a new way of being. Ooh, 
So I just, you know, that's number three. And I just want you all to start to see the benefits of learning the skill because it's almost like we're trying to sell you if you want to learn how to the power of presence. You know, I, I always think that whatever you are going to invest your time in, there has to be value. <laughs> so I, we both believe so much in this. So I'm trying to give you value as to why you may want to learn how to fully get embodied and how to be back, come back to the present moment. Now, Linz, I don't know if number four is going to be this, but I picked this up from number three and it was, it's worth mentioning because it, it was for me at least. And you mentioned that when you're not present, you can't be of service. And so I don't know if that's going to be number four or I'm going to, we're going to talk about this for a sec now. That's another reason because when you're not present, you're not connected to the most powerful voice that knows what happened 10 years ago and what's going to happen 10 minutes from now, 10 years from now, um, you know, 20 years from now, it, it can see the past, present, future. And I can gather information from this voice only when I'm present. And so not when I'm worrying about my grandma or I'm wondering what's going to happen to, you know, the economy in, in five years and I should move and I should buy silver and gold right now. And it's like, okay, is that today's business? So I think what I want to say is when we're in the past or, or in the past or the future, my house is on fire in a way. Mm -hmm. What I mean by that, it's like, there's urgency and an emergency and everything's like, because uh, I'm in fear, right? Because when I'm in, not in the present moment, I'm also in fear. And if so I'm in fear, I'm trying to get something so that I, I'm trying to find safety, put it that way. So I'm not going to really, if, you know, Lindsay's sitting beside me at a restaurant and I'm to give her a message about something, I can't hear what I'm supposed to tell her because I'm so angry at my grandma and caught up about whether I should buy silver and gold or crypto or if I'm going to die today because I don't know what's going on in the economy. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm over-dramatizing, but so do you want to talk about the service piece a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's what what I found to be so important. I mean, it's kind of like that's the culmination of all three, right? It's like recognizing that you don't need to carve out. Of course, we have our moments of retreat and I do have ceremonies that I have in my office or in my backyard, right? That take a bit longer where it's like, "Oh, this feels good." But it's about micro pauses in the day. Like this is once you start to flex the muscle, right? Once you start, it is a skill, right? That's innately in us, but we've been conditioned and programmed and modeled to not live in this way. So we're in the dismantling phase. And then of course, right? It's about really being able to start to listen. The second one is really about listening. Okay. What is happening in my body? Right. And what's so fascinating is I have clients all the time that are like, I want to be able to listen like you. And then I'll take them through a brief practice and they'll say, oh, I felt this in my solar plexus or, oh my gosh, I'm... that's a message, right? So we don't want to be in comparison there. And then the third one is feeling good. So when you have all of this, right, you're feeling aligned, you're recognizing like, I don't need to make it a big ordeal. My body does have messages. My body is so wise. I have this ability already inside of me. Then we start to get more confident, right? Then we start to trust the messages. We trust the messages. We take aligned action. The universe delivers more. Then we start to feel good. Things start coming to us. And then we're like, ooh, okay. And that's really the biggest piece. That 
feel so much more fun from this curiosity and wonderment of life of truly knowing I receive messages. I don't always understand them. Sometimes I take longer to integrate. Sometimes I act on them right away. But just knowing that when I'm in this place of presence, I will never be steered wrong. And that is the ultimate faith muscle. It's the ultimate faith muscle. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid of the economy. I'm not afraid of the war. I'm traveling next week overseas. And I just have full trust because I know who I am and I know what I came here to do. And let's talk a little bit about that and what you're doing next week, because we we haven't talked about this live or off, off the, the live here, but you and I have similar stories because when you're you're going to Egypt and so what a lot of people might say, oh my God, you're crazy if you're going to Egypt right now and da, da, da. But this is what happened to me also five years ago. This is after the attacks happened in Paris and I was in, this is when I was traveling the world and I was in Malaga in the South of Spain. I had an apartment there. I was just traveling. And I remember my mom calling and saying, you can't go just come back home. And I'm like, where to New York, where like nine 11 happened? Like, is this, is, how do, how do you know that that's where, so I said to her, this is what I said. And this is what you're just saying. And right now I precisely said, mom, no one knows except my own inner guidance. And I have to sit and listen to see what I'm being guided to do. So I'm going to ask, And if I hear don't go, I will not go. But I want you to know that if I hear go, I'm going to go. Because I've learned to trust that, like you said, this voice never steers me wrong. It's got my personal prescription and nobody knows it. And so this is another skill that you can only really cultivate when you're in the present moment. So I love, like you're saying that your your inner guide said, yeah, you're going. Like you This is, you need to be there at that time. And you know that that is because that's exactly what's for you. And you're not in fear. You're not in the future of what could happen. You're present. I just think that's very, very powerful. And my mom did the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) You know, the message that came through then is like, as humans, we judge what we do not understand. We demonize what we do not understand, right? It's like, We try to control what we do not understand. And there's my family in particular doesn't understand this path that I'm on. However, they trust me. They love me. Of course, they're going to have their moments, but they know that I am going to be who I am, just like I've always been. You know, I've always been this like courageous, adventurous, although now there's a new layer of full trust of knowing exactly what I came here to do. And even though I don't have all the answers, this Egypt trip feels like, okay, there's something that will be unlocked here. Again, not over putting pressure on myself, not trying to figure it out. Maybe it'll be consciously when I'm there. Maybe it'll start to unfurl months later. I don't know, but that's the key is, is, you know, to me, it's like with the war going on, what I ask, whatever I do is I ask myself, okay, where am I a tyrant? Like, where am I at war with myself? Like, it just helps me to recognize that I am also part of the co-creation of what's happening on the planet. And the more that I'm in presence and in my innate power, the more I feel like I'm helping humanity detach from that judgment and control and being at war with ourselves. So that could be number five right there too, that, you know, the more that I'm in, do we want to really help the world go practice and master the power of presence, right? Because that's, 
Oh my God, I can keep on talking about this. I want to bring up one concept because I know you're going to walk us through a very delicious practice. And I say delicious because to me, Linz, I don't know about you, but when I come to presence and I'm in that moment and I'm listening and it's me and there's the candles and it's the morning and my blanket and I'm still sort of in my ceremony, as you would say, there's nothing, I, I, I nowhere else I want to be, nothing else I want to do it's like I found a source of my joy when I'm fully in stillness and present and I can be in my body there. It's, it's like, tell me about this. It's this quality. I can't, that it's so, it's like, I've been searching for this everywhere. Mm, this is really powerful because this is actually the ticket. This is actually why so many people are afraid because We've been modeled to not feel our feelings and the numbing, the avoidance. We all have those, you know, places that we we go, right, to avoid, which is what not presence, which is the scrolling social media, which again, it, it, again, like no judgment, but some of us it's alcohol, you know, some yeah. of us it's social media, some of us it's Netflix, whatever, whatever it is, it's noticing, I don't want to feel this feeling. I'm feeling emotionally charged and just notice where we go and what you're expressing to, you know, is what I've experienced, what you've experienced, what my clients and colleagues have experienced is you're on the other side of it because so many of us don't want to be intimate with ourselves. We're afraid to go there. We're afraid of what's going to get uncovered. We're afraid I'm not going to like myself. We're afraid this is going to hurt too much. And we're living proof that it is so just the bliss and like the peace and the serenity that, that gets uncovered in the process that is, you know, like the bridge. So we can choose suffering, which is the perpetuity of like repeating the same patterns and the avoidance and the not being happy in my job or my relationship or where I'm living because we're so afraid to feel the feeling. But once we feel it, it transmutes into something more beautiful and expansive. And then there's more space to feel and to be excited about the stillness and to be proactive in creating the presence and the stillness. It doesn't feel like a fight anymore. Mm. What hurts is the resistance, right? That's what hurts. (laughs) And I think I'd like to, there's two points before you walk us through that I feel are important that came through. The first one is uh, I want to add to your list and for you to expand on it on it's the ultimate posture of receivership presence, <laughs> right? Like when I can be fully present and in awe of what's in front of me, like that's, that's the receivership posture. It's not let me affirm all day long and be in the past. And, you know, there's there, those things work in certain moments, but, but tell me more. Well, what just came through, right? It's so the piece of like manifestation, which we heard gets thrown around a lot. Like first, it's really like, okay, cold, like meeting, meeting the the shadow parts of us, meeting the, the hurt, meeting the traumas, meeting those emotions, right? And that's the energetic piece, right? It's like, okay, working with the energetics. Then once we're attuned, right? Like once we've met it and we're like, ooh, okay, this feels better. We take the aligned action, right? We take the aligned action and then what happens? We're able to receive. Mm -hmm. So surrender is active. It's not passive, right? So we actually, once we have all this space and energy, then we're like, oof, I'm I'm of service. I get to give, I get to show up. I get to be this light. And then 
what happens then, you know, source begins to deliver. And a lot of times we go, oh my gosh, I'm not right. Right. Or we can be in the, the wonderment and the awe being in receptivity. Just, I always just go back to that childlike wonder of what a gift, like I've done the work I've, t- I've done this exploratory work. I've taken the action, like while following my higher self, while feeling attuned. And then I receive, I like bask in it. I don't rush to the next thing. And the awe and wonderment I find helps not to like go back and want to, you know, retreat and not be, not be in the the self-worth conversation, not be in the control, not be in the overwhelm. Because once we start to really attune, you know, then things really start coming to us. And sometimes it's, it's the good things. It's the, the positive things. It's the things we've asked for that begin to overwhelm us. So this is the process of the more we can pause and slow down and let the energetics and let the universe support us. That is how we operate from receptivity. That's how we operate from surrender. That's how it feels better. That's how we don't have to work so hard and do so much and work less hours and be able to travel and have the time. Because before, you know, the world is literally the earth. She's spinning faster. So all of us get to slow down. We were operating from moving so fast, moving so fast, moving so fast. And what happened? Things came to us at a much slower rate. So now it's a revolutionary act. I want to point out for all of us that are here listening to this series of really, you know, dissolving the old way of being, which is not for the faint of heart and to really just practice slowing down without judgment and just say, I see you. I feel this part of you. I love you. And I'm going to try again. And that's how you strengthen the presence muscle. I love it. And also presence can look like if you were to look like uh, or go like to a scenario where we're dating, let's say, um, and for the first, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, I am in my body, I'm in my body. And then there's a moment where then I go into my head, let's say, I'm no longer present, which then leads to I don't know what I need. It's all about what do you need? What do you want me to be? So this goes along with codependency, but right. It's another, what I wanted to ask you to, before we take us through this process is not being present. is also another way to give away our power. We're here to sell them. (laughs) And then we want to sell you on something beautiful, which is learn, really take the time to invest in learning how to do this and take the time to invest the time to do this. Mm. Um, tell me about that. When we're not present, we're not in our power. Yeah. And I think this kind of is a beautiful way to a full circle, right. Around like that external versus that innate power. Right. Because when, and, and I always just love, especially during this potent time, things are coming up for our healing. Right. So when we're in that emotionally charged, like, why did this person say something? Or, oh my gosh, this is happening. Right. It's coming up for our healing. It's showing us the places within that we're not free, which means we cannot be in our innate power. So that's again, like, that's how you really start to be like, wow, what a gift. Okay. There's more here. I thought I, like, I thought I, you know, made it through this. I thought that I was onto something else. This is where we see everything's not linear. The deepening continues. And so that's, that is the power of it. It's like, okay, this is where I'm giving my power away. This is where I'm people pleasing. And what I, what I think I want to close with is we think it's about the other person 
but it always is about making us feel safer. When we're people pleasing, we're just trying to not ruffle feathers, right? So that we feel safe, so that we don't feel, you know, the jolts or or people don't project onto us. So this is the beauty of like, wow, everything is co-created. All of these relationships, right? Everything that's happening right now at this time in this moment is coming up for me to be able to liberate myself into power. And I just keep, what keeps coming through is resting into power. Like what would it feel like to rest in our power? Doesn't that just feel so much better than like, ah, the old ways of trying to like feel empowered and feel expanded and feel successful. And that's exactly it. There's a new way that's available. There's a new road you can choose. There's a new methodology of the way you lead your life. You are the CEO of your life. So how are you going to choose to recreate? I've chosen and declared that I'm recreating from a place of, of presence now, as opposed to a place of frantically trying to do everything. I mean, from New York City, I that I just started detoxing from that energy mm-hmm. this year. And I lived in New York City almost six years ago. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, it's habit, right? Um, so beautiful. Okay, I'm going to leave you, give you the floor. I know you're going to walk us through something for a few moments here and yeah. tell us about it. And I, yeah, and I'm so happy for us to experience a little bit yeah. of your medicine here. It'll just be a nice little taste. And again, I know if you're tuning into this, you're likely multi-passionate, wearing many, many hats. And so that reminder that we can simply change our state extremely quickly. I mean, literally within seconds, it'll take a bit longer as I'm explaining. But what I really want to want to cover is the vagus nerve, which I know many of us are familiar with, but we don't fully understand. And it goes all the it starts all the way at the base in our womb space and our sacral center. And it goes all the way up up and connects to all of these different nerve endings and organs. And actually the majority of the time it's telling the brain, it's communicating to the brain what to do, not the other way around. So I like to have a solid foundation. I like to understand anatomically what's really happening in the body. And so when we can really like take that in at this the largest nerve center in our body is actually fielding all of these ways of communication. Am I safe? Am I not safe? Do I want to say yes to this person? Do I want to say no? Should I go here? Should I not go here? It's all through presence. And so the, the vagus nerve is then able to say, okay, we're safe. Okay, come back in the body. So this is what we're going to actually do today. We're going to begin to activate the vagus nerve and cultivate presence. So if you're feeling overwhelmed or feeling grief or anything like that, this will help. All right. So hopefully you're in a chair. If you can, it would be it would be supportive. And what I want you to do is open your legs just kind of as wide as possible. What I notice when I do this, it just kind of helps create more of like a sturdy, a sturdy pillar to really feel rooted and connected to the earth. And what I want you to do before we do anything is just take a moment and take an inventory. And I'll stop talking for a moment of any emotions, any sensations, any feelings, any stories that are coming through your peripheral peripheral right now. Just how are you feeling? What's your state without changing anything? I'll give you a moment. 
So you may notice that maybe your breath is shallow. You may notice your heart is beating fast. Maybe you're feeling a certain pain in a certain area of the body. This is all feedback. So again, if you feel like, I don't know how to listen, I don't know how to receive messages, it's this simple. You just start by noticing. If you have a journal nearby, I invite you to simply write that down. Just write your state down prior to this exercise. If not, that's okay. And what I want you to do is I want you, if they're not already, have your palms up on your thighs. I want you to have a straight back. This helps open all the energy centers so everything can flow more fluidly. And I just want you to kind of like lean back into your back body, your back body. This is actually your ka body, which is actually more of the feminine, the more receptive side. And why I love it is because when you do this, it aligns all of your energy centers And it also allows your chest to be proud, to have an open heart, and allows your eye gaze to be upward. And of course, our eyes are closed, but we really want to just focus that mind eye towards the heavens, really feeling that connection to the earth, knowing that we're supported by the earth, knowing that we're supported by source. It doesn't matter whatever you call that universal intelligence. And now I want you to take a deep breath in for five seconds. Hold at the top for five. Exhale with sound for five. And pause. We're going to do that two more times. Inhale for five. Hold at the top. Exhale with sound and pause. And I want you to do this last one on your own. So as you're inhaling, right, you're giving all of this life force energy all the way down to your belly. You're holding at the top and feeling what it feels like to be in this expansive energy. Then you're letting it out. You're expelling the energy. And then this is the part that so many of us miss is the fertile void, the pause between the exhale and the inhale. This is where all of the divine messages come in. So now what I want you to do is notice. Did anything new come online? Do you feel different? Do you feel calmer? Your state may have not changed at all, and that's okay. But just notice, did something shift? Do you feel more energy? Do you feel more alive? Do you feel more clarity on something? Did a message pop through? Did a photo pop through? Did a symbol pop through? And simply write it down. Just briefly write it down if anything shifted. And if no shift happened, that's absolutely more than okay. And now what I want you to do is as you're taking that inhale, I want you to lift your arms up over your head and start to stretch the body a little bit more and look up while you do so. And at the top, I just kind of want you to like, I don't know, how does your spine want to move? Do you want to reach? Really just feeling that connection. And as you exhale, just drop everything down. (sighs)
and pause. We're going to do that two more times. Inhale. Hold at the top and just move a little and drop everything down. Pause. One last time. Really stretch. Biggest breath of the day. Hold at the top. Feel that support. Feel the connection of the earth. Feel that divine support and let everything just soften and fall. Pause. I know for me, generally, I have a lot more sensations in my in my arms, but this time in my legs, I'm really feeling this connection to the earth. I'm really feeling this grounded connection. So just notice if anything came through. Trust yourself because when we're in presence, it's truth. When we're connected to the truth of the present moment, it's absolutely truth. There's absolutely something here for you. So trust it. Now we're just going to end with something really fun. We're going to do this one more time. And so we're going to inhale up again with those arms above our head. And what I want you to do is I just want you to shake everything out. So just shake, 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 shake your head, stomp your feet. Okay. Now leave your palms, palm side up on those thighs. I'm going to be quiet for a moment and just feel what it feels like to be connected to the unified field of the present moment. For me, my eyes are beginning to flutter. That's generally an indicator for me that I'm tapped in and ready to receive. I feel grounded. I feel safe. I feel excited to be here. I have a lot more energy for the next latter part of my day. And just slowly start to move your fingers and your toes. You can write that down. Flutter your eyes open. Yes, the yawns are an indicator of presence, right? You might have had emotions come through, tears, yawns. So I'd love to know how that was for you, how you're feeling, if you'd like to share with the audience. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's, I, you know, there was feelings of it's towards the end of my day. And I was just like, I think I'm done. Like meaning like, I think I'm getting to be done. And I started to get in my head about, well, should I do I what's next? Da, 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 da. And then now it's like, my mind's just still and I was connected to joy again. And I have way more energy right now. And there's, you know, I love this whole aspect of gaze up and energy. And there was something about that posture that my heart's open, you know, gaze up even with eyes closed. So that took what a few minutes and I went out from analyzing to what's next to like, Oh no, no, don't worry. You'll be guided to what's next. You're just in your body. So And then the yawn for me, usually it's this release, but also that I'm going into, 
you know, rest and digest have kicked in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Beautiful. And that's like also the indicator that, you know, and I have like, you know, sometimes I clear energy through burping and it's not, sometimes it's in mine. It may be yours. It may be like somebody else that's connected to this event, right? This is the power of, of energetics. And that's something I used to have shame around. And now I just am like, it happens almost every time I, I do my work now. And that's just part of it. It's like just ways that we clear, right. And, and ways that our bodies are indicating like, oh, okay. Um, but I loved what you said because that was your message, right? That was your sign of like, oh, okay. I think you said rest and digest. And what I've found is when I do these practices of presence, I may think, oh my gosh, I'm done for the day. I'm going to go on my hammock. I'm going to go relax. And then I give myself that gift. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to go write this email. I'm feeling so inspired. Da, 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 da. And that's the beauty. And then it's like everything just happened in an hour. And I got to rest. I got to get a workout in. I got to work a little bit. And then it's like, what's next? So that is just such a beautiful reminder of, you know, now you're in a state of like, oh, now I like my body just told me what I get to do next from creating presence. Totally. And I mean, it's that simple. Like it's, it's beautiful. Like I just, again, it's the simplicity, but the power, you know, and each of these times that we do this, like you say, you know, you build the muscle and you, we also build capacity to be present because we have to be able to tolerate being present. So it's like each time you do it, that we're creating more space. Yeah. Right. So, so beautiful. All right. Well, we've come to the point where I'm going to ask you a couple of questions and I don't know what I'm going to ask you. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. This is fun. It's like speed dating. It's like speed dating, right? We're all dating you right now. So, (laughs) okay. Do you remember a specific moment where you knew that it was outlining your mission or destiny? I know you already told us your story, but was there a defining like moment where you're like, oh my God, this is why I've had a couple of those where I'm like, this is why I'm here to do this work. Like I knew it. I felt it. Oh yeah. It happened when I got engaged to my now husband. That's actually kind of what initiated leaving corporate. And uh, I'm sure you'll, you'll read in my bio that I I still work with beauty counter, a, a, you know, woman owned company mission-based brand because I had some health issues and things. And so that was like my next stepping stone. And I actually will never forget it was, I was on with my coach and she was asking me questions. I was, I had kind of hit the ceiling in my business with beauty counter and it was not feeling fun anymore. And I was not feeling fulfilled. And I was questioning everything and questioning everything. And I just broke down to her and I said, she was just like digging, right. And asking the probing questions and really like what's underneath that, what's underneath that. Like you're answering surface, you're answering surface with and I just was like, I'm bigger than beauty counter is what I said. And I just had tears and it wasn't even from right. It, like it wasn't even from that space. It was just from this, like, I'm just, I have a bigger mission here and I need to stop pretending and hiding behind this company and acting like this is it. Like this is finite. It's time for me to really evolve and step into you know, this next portion. And it was, I was doing embodiment work on my own. Um, 
you know, like through my own practices. And I just started posting free moving meditations. I just started sharing more and showing up, launched my program, like, you know, yeah. within a couple of weeks. And now, you know, I have a thriving embodiment coaching group program, uh, group program practice, and, and also offer private coaching as well, just through trusting myself and sharing what was working for me. So those were like two big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah, I can see that. Um, okay, so here's another one. If you had to tell your 15-year-old self two things as a value system for life, what would it be? I love this because it connects to my story because I've had chronic hormone imbalance that started when I was 15 years old. And so the first one is, um, yeah, the first one is really like never looking outside of ourselves for the answers, no matter if it's an elder or someone who appears to have gone to school more than you, of course. Right. I think what I want to present is I want to clarify first tune in 15 year old self and then seek outside support, then use the logical mind, then seek advice from mentors and from medical professionals. That was the difference is I just wanted somebody to fix me and I wanted somebody to tell me what to do. So that would be the first one. And the second one is to, uh, to be loved for who I am and not what I do. So that's really what started a lot of overworking and, you know, like getting in, you know, preparing for college and like just really needing to be the best at everything and captain of the soccer team and getting into the best school for engineering. I was an engineer for 10 years. So those were the two is like start here first and then external support. And then it's really about our way of being and not what we do. That oh is where, yeah, if we would have been still like, you'll be loved based on what you be based on, instead of what you do, that would, yeah. that wouldn't probably a lot, lot less workaholics. I mean, maybe they would have chosen a different addiction, but you know, yeah. um, amazing. Oh my gosh. Well, we're coming to the end and I want you to tell everyone what you've got for them as their free gift. Yes, I have an assessment for you all. It's called the Unique Awakened Woman Archetype. It doesn't matter. You can be a man too, but it really, what it does is most of my my clientele are women because this is a time where we're really starting to come online again. And it allows you to kind of start to tap into your most authentic self-expression, your fully expressed self, and it uses principles of human design. And I also will even give you some practices to begin to embody your authentic expression through human design. So it's a really beautiful way to start to kind of come home to your soul's blueprint, to start of like understanding the art of allowing the body to lead. And it's a really fun, I think it's only like an eight question quiz. So it's pretty, pretty simple and pretty fun. Beautiful. And we didn't even get to talk about human design so much, but we, we did, we wasn't, we weren't supposed to. So, but so the link to get that is right below. So get that. And I want to hear what was most impactful for all of you today. Go to the Facebook page, dialogue with me. Tell me what you're going to take action on. Tell me about an aha moment. Did anything change? Was there like this aha moment was a piece in the puzzle solved there? Just let me know and I'll be there dialoguing with you. And um, we're coming to the end here, Lynn. So is there any last words of wisdom that you want to share with us today as we end? our segment. I'll be in the Facebook group too. And also would love to hear and happy to support as things are coming, coming through and transmissions are coming online. So really grateful to be here and thank you for having me.
Aw, thank you for being here. Thank you for your energy, your wisdom. You're amazing and you're doing a very important work. So thank you for sharing the value of what this skill of embodiment and presence. It's, 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 you know, we're not taught it in school and it's time for you to put yourself through school for your master's in presencing and embodiment. So, all right, you guys, well, we'll see you tomorrow in day six. And until then, Linz and I are sending lots of love. Bye for now. Thank you so much for your presence and contribution and tuning in today. If you found value from this episode, I invite you to take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram. You can tag me at Lindsay Martin Ellis. I always love hearing from you. So I invite you to send me a love note via direct message and share your experience and ahas. Also, I have a beautiful free offering for you. If you have not already taken advantage of my free quiz to discover your unique soul's blueprint so that you can activate your feminine frequency and embody more of you. You can find the link below in the show notes. And lastly, I invite you to leave a rating and review if any of my content in these podcast episodes resonates. This is the best and most effective way to support this podcast in reaching more people awakening around the globe. You can simply leave a quick review to share what you love most about my teachings and how this has impacted your life. Thanks again so much for being here from the bottom of my heart. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Soulshine Radio. Sending so many love and blessings.